In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This week on The Bachelor, Chris Harrison is stepping away from the show, but will he return? Then Abigail offers a memorable goodbye. Could she be the next Bachelorette? Plus, Matt James selects his final four. All that and more. It's the most dramatic episode ever. This is The Bachelor. Hello and welcome to The Bachelor Podcast. I'm Kay Eric City. I'm Fat Carrie Bradshaw. And I am Jared Freed. And we have a lot to talk about on this episode. But before we get into that, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at The Bachelor, on Twitter at Bachelor Pod, and obviously all of us individually. We also have our Bachelor Breakdown newsletter, which you guys should totally subscribe to at Betches.co slash Bachelor Breakdown. We're giving you all the latest news, the gossip, everything that's going on in Bachelor Nation every single week, written by our very own Dana. So I think we should obviously um, touch on the elephant in the room, shall we? Uh, Don't talk with about Chris me Harrison. Like that. <laughs> with Chris Harrison and all of the um, drama that has transpired over the past week, which I think is pretty intense. Yeah, I think if you haven't already, if you don't know what's going on, um, Log off now. (laughs) It's very strange that they're listening to this podcast. (laughs) I mean, listen, I don't know. Maybe they like live off the land in Alaska. They listen to the (laughs) podcast while they're, you know, hunting caribou. Who knows? Yeah. Um, But yeah, if you haven't watched the interview, I've had so many DMs being like, so wait, what happened in the interview? Just watch the interview, I think is the best bet. um, If you haven't yet. Uh, And then come back. But yeah, so Chris Harrison says he's temporarily stepping away. I think it'll be literally just for the after the final rose, is my prediction. Because no, why, yeah. the fact that he included, like, I won't be there for after the final rose, but he didn't say, like, and next season or something, I, I feel like he'll probably be back. And I think JoJo will probably do after the final rose, but what do you guys think? I don't know. He's still an executive producer of the show, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah, he's still making the paycheck. <laughs> yeah, for pe- I'm sure for he's pe- not losing for, any money. Well, for the people that don't know how these things generally work, like the executive producer basically like has their name on the show and makes a lot of money from it, and you know, gives some notes here and there, and then it goes down to producers who are on the set, and then like there's pe- there's talent on the show, and then there's the camera people, and there's the grips, and there's the you know everyone working on the show. So like. There's like, like every TV show is like a, a, a ship, so to speak. And, you know, if you're executive producer, you are like in the, you know, the top floor of the Titanic drinking from the fine China. So he's still making. Yeah. Like, it's made, like, it's like um, Ryan Seacrest on the Kardashians. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Exactly. Like Ryan Seacrest was in the initial meeting where he's deciding, hey, we should do a show about this family. And one of them, you know, 
has been with Ray J. Like this, and they're friends with you know the Hiltons, and it's like, and then that show becomes a mega hit, and he gets to sit back and collect checks, and that's kind of what Chris Harrison has done. Yeah, I didn't for a lot know of that. Years. Uh, I also think, just to add to your point of the ship, I think their bare bones crew is like two hundred and twenty people. Is their like quarantine crew? So God only knows what the full full crew is like. Yeah, there's I, a I lot mean, of a lot of people working on the show. Yeah, so I I like the idea that like Chris Harrison might sit back and be Merv Griffin. Like I, that's a really old reference, but he might just be the producer forever. Like I could see him being like. I don't want to do, you know, th- this isn't for me. Like I could see him pulling back and just being, being like, Hey, I'm lucky to get this huge check every week, not being the host, but you know, people love celebrity and he gets that with the show. Okay. What do you think? I mean, I, um, I think he hates hosting the show. I mean, he barely showed up in the past couple of seasons. We saw him in Tasha slash Claire and then this season, but I think it's only because he has nothing else to do because they're in, um, quarantine, but the, mm. you know, Peter season and stuff like he was barely around. Like we made jokes about it. Um, I also think that um, it's a good thing that he's stepping away. I think um, obviously ABC uh, and uh, Warner Brothers, whoever, I think they had to make this decision because um, they've been under so much scrutiny the past year about not having enough diversity and not having like a black bachelor. And then we finally have a black bachelor, but then, um, you know, Chris Harrison comes out and says all this stupid shit. Like it's, and the whole thing about that is he sort of shot himself in the foot because it was all about Rachel and um, Rachel Kirkconnell and everything that she was doing and um, whatever. And then now all of a sudden we've completely forgotten about Rachel and we're just talking about Chris and the fact that he was defending it. So he kind of turned this entire situation on himself. My whole thing was, why did he do that interview? Like, if you weren't going to go on to like make it better why did you go on to make it worse i just like so, he went in i felt like not even trying to like so to make I it mean, better to to like we should probably stay, take a step back to like go through the sequence of events because yeah. he goes on et to talk about his liquor brand because chris harrison has these other companies that he's put his face in he has front a of liquor he has brand book. now so it, it's a it's some sort of rum or some some oh, sort like of a drink canned- Canned cocktail kind of a thing. It's so with Seagram's. It's with Seagram's. Okay, so this is what happens. Like, you put your famous name on a drink, and you can make even more money than being executive producer of the of the Bachelor. That's like when people are like, yeah, it's George Clooney's tequila. Like, it's the same type of thing. Which he yeah. sold for a billion dollars. I it, still ex- get Exactly. There, there's riches to be found in this game. And he, he legitimately comes on, and the way I've heard it is he comes on with his publicist from the drink company not from the bachelor Mm. so he's on there for a drink you know basically to you know sell his wares and rachel Lindsay's like we got to talk about some things and yeah i i I do want to hear you know let's start at the interview like how what was your guys reaction everyone had a reaction if you watched the interview like i i definitely want to hear what you guys thought I just kept being like, stop talking <laughs> the whole the second. He's like 50 million people have been to these parties. I was like, you're pulling numbers and figures that make no sense out of your ass right now in an interview that now looks very bad for him because I didn't realize he was there for another reason. But he has all of his like merch set up behind him on a table while he's talking. It just felt very. Um, I, it felt like just sh- he was 
just like shut up about this is what I felt like is he was like yeah. I'm over this enough like that's I how think I he felt. kind of just I think he kind of um he he thought he was handling it really well at the beginning I think and um you know he's very much a person that he doesn't want to step on anybody's shoes and he doesn't want to like criticize anybody he wants to keep everybody happy and so mm. I think that's kind of what he was doing he was like yeah it was bad but like it was in 2018 as if it were like 300 also, years he ago said, he said 2018 was five years ago and I'm like yeah, in no. 2018 I was 28 and now it's 2021 and I'm 30 so like there's no world it was five years ago I know. And so I um, when he answered that first question and it, it went to the whole like, is that a bad look in 2018 or is that a bad look in 2021? And she's like, it's never like this is never a good look. You know, as mm. soon as that happened, I think he realized. And this is when we go off into the Chris Harrison sort of spiral in this interview. I mean, she answered that she responded with that and then all of a sudden he's talking for like seven straight minutes without even like breathing between words because mm. he realized i think he realized he fucked up and then all of a sudden mm. we're talking about like his childhood in the 70s in texas and like just making random circles instead of like taking that opportunity to be like let me shut the fuck up and ask rachel some questions and see what she thinks he's gonna steamroll the entire interview and really just dig him into a hole yeah, yeah. And I think I think Rachel Kirkconnell obviously makes it at least to the top two. So they're probably all freaking out because I think she probably makes it all the way and they're like, oh, God. Yeah. What do we do? Yeah, I, I guess I watched it and I was like shocked that he was that out of touch with kind of what's going on right now in the world. Like it, it just yeah. sounded like like you're like, wow, he. You know, if you're going to be on this show, you're on social media, you're on you're in the world like you're not like off in a retirement community like the way he answered was like it was almost like, um, you know, it, it was like hacky responses that we've heard before and we've all debunked like the idea of yeah. like 2018 being different than 2021. Like you're like, really, dude, like how how are you this like far away from the audience that, you know, watches the show? And it's like. And and also, you kind of like you're you, like it kind of reminded me of like you know that guy dude with a sign, yeah, <laughs> you know yes. dude with a sign <laughs> is always three year three years late to a joke because he just takes some a joke that's already happened and rewrites it on a sign and then it's like oh wow it's on a sign look at he's outside in public it's so funny like it felt like the, Chris Harrison was just regurgitating lines that he's heard like he you know he's talking about cancel culture you're like dude. All of these things are said by people that sound like they're defending the wrong things. Yeah. Right. If Rachel had just made a statement before any of this, Rachel Kirkconnell, I think it would have gone completely different. Because, like, the thing is, if she was, like, I was just at this party, I didn't know anything, I was in college, like, that's more, I feel, easy to understand than all of this shit that Chris has said. Yeah, she needed to, she needed to speak up. And, and the problem with what he was saying is that like, this is what everybody's arguing right now. It's like, well, it was back in 2018 and like things were different. And it's like, yeah, but that's the problem is that yeah, we that didn't that we didn't think that this was bad in 2018. It's like, yeah, yeah, we didn't think it was bad in 2018, but that is the issue is that we weren't thinking about how bad it was in 2018. It's not like 
this whole like time, it's only bad now. It's like, no, it's always been bad. And the fact that we weren't thinking about that is the actual issue and how he was sort of dismissing that. That's I think that's the main um, problem with all of this. And I do agree. I think if Rachel would have spoken up sooner, which I'm sure she was like completely muzzled by uh, yeah. you know ABC and whatever to not say anything, because even her apology was probably handcrafted by I was going to say how many publicists do you think that apology went through yeah. this you went know, through many people I tried thinking of like you know you know in these situations I tried thinking I'm like where's Chris Harrison even coming from like what's his mindset like yeah. on the uh, in the worst case scenario he's just you know he, he's he's a horrible person which I I try to assume that about nobody I think I think people are trying their best to just live their life as good a way as they know how. Fine. On the, like, let's give him the most credibility possible. And I, I don't think anyone has to do that, but I'm saying, if, if you look at it from that angle, Chris Harrison, as Kay, as you said in the beginning of this, like, he generally just tries to keep it the ship out of choppy waters. Like, he, yeah. gen- like, if you look back, even last season, that guy, Yosef last season, calls Claire old on a TV show where a woman's trying to find her husband and she's just 38. Like, he looked like an evil, bad guy. And Chris Harrison tried to be like, it does feel like Chris feels he's the person holding back the audience from attacking, you know, people on the show, doesn't yeah. it? Like that kind of had that. And I'm like, in I get, you know, that's the only thing I can give to Chris where it's like, it did feel like he was trying to like, he knows that there's a f- certain group of people online that are like, if Chris says to get her, I'm getting her. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, he's the ring later. Is when talking about his like temporary replacement, I'm like, it takes no talent to do what Chris Harrison does. He shows up every two seconds. Everybody's like, like, oh my God, Chris Harrison. I'm like, yeah, of course. You know what it's like is like the employee who's been at a company forever who like doesn't want to be there anymore but the second they get told they're being put out to pasture is like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) Like that's the vibe that I'm getting from him leaving is like he wants to leave, but not in this way. Um, I don't know. I think literally we don't even need a host. The Oscars don't have a host and we're fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wonder, I I wonder how long it's going to be. And then if, if it is longer than, um, you know, the women tell all, is it who, who's going to replace him? You know, it's like, I feel like Jojo because like remember when he went to call when he took his son to college Jojo yeah. was the one that did it I feel like she's the only one that's ever done that so like I, I think that would be a good choice I also think that if ABC was smart if this if she even accepts Rachel Lindsay should do it she, I don't think she'll ever accept I don't think she'll do it I mean but who knows um and then like why I wouldn't think- why wouldn't she do it she seems to hate ABC it. so much, and like I mean, she still hosts that podcast, hosts the Bachelor Happy Hour with Becca. Hmm. So like, she's still oh, getting well. like a check. Well, but... she works for. I mean, she also works for ET, which is owned by the same company that owns yeah. the Bachelor and MTV, which is owned. Who it's owns all MTV? WB, right. Like she's doing well, very well for herself. She has that show on MTV that's like on prime time once a week she has that and then i read something about how she might have a, a courtroom show coming oh yeah i saw that um well, well what did you guys think of the reaction like do you guys think he should go away forever like what do you guys think 
So, um, I was literally just about to say that. So thank you for asking. Um, I, uh, I think that if it were a different celebrity, some like random one off that said something stupid about this kind of stuff, it, I don't think it would have been forgiven. I think it's just as fucked up and whatnot, but I think it would have been less than what happened to Chris, like him having to like step away and step down or maybe possibly not come back because Chris isn't just like a random one-off celebrity. Like he is the face of this franchise, Mm -hmm. like the face of it. And so if you don't, if, if you have the person who is like the one that is claiming all like the bachelor, the bachelorette bachelor in paradise, I'm hosting all this stuff. I'm executive producer. Like if you're not willing to um, like take what he's done into um, I count them like who else is going to get pun- like no one else is going to get punished like he I think if he was just another random celebrity we'd like forget and go on with our lives and be like whatever but the fact that it's Chris Harrison he is the face of this entire brand and he's the one back not and he's the one defending racism essentially like that's an even bigger issue and that's why it has to happen mm. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just like time. Um, even before this, I'm just I, like I said, he has no charisma to me, so I don't think he, <laughs> it, I'm like it just doesn't. I don't get the. It's not like he's Hype. super talented, so people are like, we need to keep him because of this. Like separate the art from the artist bullshit. I'm like, in, there's all. I just don't see any reason to keep him. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I don't know the 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 who should replace him conversation like I that got like down a rabbit hole for me where it's like like I I, I was like yeah he's he looks so stupid he looked tone deaf um, yeah he's he's got to take a step back and then like the conversation like seemingly like it, it's like I'm wondering if people like just jump into this conversation because they're like. All right, this is, I got some, there's something to talk about here. Like, I, I wonder if they like, like the show or not. Like, I've been joking yeah. around, like about like, I'll be the host. And I'm like, here are the changes that I'll make if I'm the host. And I'm joking around being like, we'll have the bachelor have to pay for his own dates. And I think we'll we should have, all rebrand you know, like, it to the bachelor and we yeah, co-host together. There yeah. we go. We all co-host, we do it. And it's like, but like, that's like a fun way to look like, like again, like I'm not saying like you, you, I think it's like okay to like first of all to like we got to take a step back. You got to look at what's going on, but it's also okay to be like, yeah, we watch the show to be entertained. Like people are like, we have to have so, we have to have someone, a professor should host the show, and you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, like it's a, it feels like a lot of people got very self serious at it, like a thing of like, yeah, but like like okay, who hosts the show? Like like the, let's have fun with this. We have a chance for a little change. Like how do you make the show better that we already like? Like, so I think a lot of this conversation that it becomes a like, you know, a little bit, and it's also hard. And we've talked about this before to trust some of the audience with their, with, with their anger. Like, you yeah. know, when you have, you know, God. and, and that's the hardest part about this whole thing is like, you know, what was the woman with the, the, the hair thing that she was talking about when Chelsea was talking about her hair, who was the oh, Caitlin. former cont- Oh, Caitlin Bristow. And then Caitlin Bristow comes out to sell sugar bear hair while she's making a statement about how hard her hair journey's been. You're like, you know, so there's a lot of those people that are out there being like, we have to listen and be better. And you're like, this show went on for, it's 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 a little bit ironic. I, these aren't the same things, but it's funny that to me that like the show has went on 
40 seasons and then a season ago we're like making changes and the same people who watch for 40 seasons are like we can't have this and it's like right. you were here for the you know you were here when Asian men didn't make it past three minutes of the on the show so <laughs> I, I, you know so yeah. it's like there you know I, there's a lot of moral mountains that people jump to the top of that is also tough to like watch so it's like who's the most fun host who's the one that's gonna like make this just like you said like who's the the That's better what, Chris I'm Harrison. Like, I want a funny, like, I, I want commentary. Tiffany Haddish would be so funny. Like, uh, all Russian. we get is, uh, this is the final rose tonight. Okay, we see that. I, I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, a little fun, a little smiles. Like, everyone got so, and I, again, it's a serious topic, so I understand it, but like, we, we're, this is called The Bachelor. You know, like we, we're yeah. watching a show that we want to have fun with, that we love, and we love watching the journey of two people you know, two hot people just like coming together and <laughs> going crying. through their hot people struggles and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> finding love. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think of that. Like, I just, I, I keep trying to think of like fun hosts and it's like, who would that person, like, just like you said, Tiffany Haddish, like how much fun would that be? I don't know if she wants That would be so, so fun. You look at a guy like David Spade, you know, like, I, <sighs> I, I, I yeah. like, how much fun is it to watch his stories? You look at someone like you look at look at a show like RuPaul's Drag Race. You're like, bring on RuPaul! Like, oh I my want, god! I want if more RuPaul, RuPaul hosted, <laughs> I would pass away. No. I, it would be amazing. I would die. That is like too much. <laughs> He's come on looking better than all of the women. <laughs> I can't. I already have to watch like three RuPaul shows a week. I can't have. <laughs> I can't do the fourth. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I'm really excited to see what ends up happening. I'm just I'm just like waiting on the edge of my seat to see what is actually going to happen with all of this. Obviously, it won't be after the final rows, but um, I want to know what the outcome of the show is going to be, obviously, and uh, who is going to take over and for how long and what's going to happen. But uh, I guess I mean, we'll, Rachel, we'll st- Rachel is still on this show. So like. You know, the the weirdness of this season kind of keeps going on, right? Yeah, you know? Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, so let's transition back into the recap of the show. And we have um, last night's show was was crazy. I mean, we lost, I think, seven girls last night, or maybe yeah. it was yes, yeah, seven seven women. It was brutal last night. I can't but believe you, I I was like, wait, hometowns is next week. You're just gonna chop yeah. everyone in half. I was like, if, half the cast is still here. It felt like Chris Harrison was like, okay, uh, we'll just get to the end. We don't have to see any more of this. Like, it was just like done. Like, yeah. yeah I, I felt like nobody had, like, we had like 11 girls for like weeks. And then all of a sudden. We have four. Yeah. I also feel uh, like I don't know any of these women. Like, I, I legitimately, like, this season has been Victoria, Sarah, and then like Katie for a, a hot minute. And that's it. Like, right? That's like, it. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know anything. But 
Um, this episode's crazy. You know, Heather shows up. She quarantines for a few days, just in time to quarantine again. Chelsea's model walk comes in handy. Serena P steps on Jesenia and Abigail on her way to her second one-on-one date. Abigail breaks away from the pack by unwittingly giving a stellar bachelorette audition. Kit takes back her Cynthia Raleigh discount code, obviously. And Jesenia finally makes her big debut just in time for curtain calls. So, um, first let's name that episode. Guys, you want to go first? I, I call this uh, Matt literally has no timeline. Mm. <laughs> no timeline. <laughs> Just whatever. One. The first moment he was asked about it, nothing. No budget, um, no timeline. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I said the played piper, like the pied so piper. Got it? Yes. Mm. Um, and then uh, I said the Heathers versus Heather. Uh, if you guys don't get that reference... Um, then I guess you guys just don't get that reference. <laughs> it's like the first Mean Girls. But um, so, yeah, let's jump right into Heather. So Heather comes back and we finally get to see like this whole scene play out. And um, she walks into the middle of Piper and Matt having a conversation. And one of the things that Piper gets really mad about is the fact that Heather did not even address Piper when she walked in the room. There's no like, hey, this is who I am. But like, hey, can I talk to him? <laughs> cool. And then just like no- nothing else. And she kind of got she got I mean, not kind of she got ripped apart by these women. She got ripped apart. But like, OK, I'm sorry. I saw a lot of old bachelorette um, contestants being like, how dare they talk to Heather like that? A lot of whom I was like, no, because you were number one awful on your season to other people. And of course they're mean to her. She came in the day, the week before hometowns. I'm sorry. I do not feel bad for Heather coming in. Nobody remember Jason Mesnick's season when the first night they had to vote who they didn't like the most. And then they ended up keeping that girl. Yeah. Or remember when the bachelors had to vote for which bachelorette they wanted to stay? Like, this show's fucking brutal. And if Heather was, if this was like producers, then yeah, I feel bad for Heather. But also, what did you think was going to happen? How dare Heather? Stop. How dare these women? Of course they're upset. That's the most human reaction that we've seen on the show. Just like you I said, know. Chris. They're meeting their families next week. They're making a big decision too. And Heather had the audacity. Like, let's just, let's say, let's say, let's let's look at this in the most realistic way. A producer calls Heather and goes, hey, we want you to show up with one week left because Hannah B said you guys would be pretty good together. Like, isn't Heather like, a little bit at fault there. Yes. I feel like Heather. Yes. I, I mean, I think that if Heather and him had dated prior or like even story, different story. Like if she was like, yeah. we went on dates, then this happened, but I still am thinking about him. But like, you don't know him more than I know him. And then part of her defense was that she was like, I don't want to be on TV. This is not how I wanted to meet him. Then, okay, then why didn't you well, meet him not on TV? Like, I don't, the, I don't understand that. The privilege that she had, the idea that she, this is a woman that seemed like she's never been told no. Like, it, mm. like to show up, like, just like you're saying, like to come on the show and go, well, we just haven't gone on that date. It's like, yeah, well, things, he moved on. Goodbye. Like, also, it makes Hannah B look like a bad friend. 
Like Hannah B, it sounded to me like Hannah B was like, yeah, well, it sounded like they were out at brunch and Hannah B was like, oh, you would be so good with my friend Matt just to say it so she would sound like a good friend. And then and then Heather was like, oh, who's Matt? And she's like, he's already going to do The Bachelor. And then it's like, so now Hannah's like, done her friend due diligence where it's like she's mentioned that she would set her up and heather's like well i would meet him hypothetically and she's like you would have to show up on the show and then heather just jumped in a minivan and and went like i think hannah didn't see the like hannah was trying to sound like like hannah would have set her up if she really wanted to set her up she did right end of story uh, that's what chris harrison even said he was on on the interview with rachel Lindsay before all of this stuff happened he was like you know, he was like, Hannah B was orchestrating all of this, blah, blah, blah. She was getting her to, and I was like, and I sent a tweet the week before being like executive producer, Hannah Brown. And I yeah, was like, and I, this is exactly what it is. I feel like though, if Hannah was like actually doing all of this, why would they not have Hannah appear on the show in some way to be like, this right. is what I think. I think Heather is really running with some things that maybe well, Hannah was probably like, wait, you did your what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, girl, it, I I was like drunk and we were talking. <laughs> like I meant like when it doesn't work out, you guys should yeah. meet. Yeah, and it's like that. So it's like part of this is Heather that you're like Heather, you're delusional, and part of this is just Hannah B. Like you didn't hold, just like you said, like she didn't hold her hand onto the show. Hannah mm-hmm. B. Like we, I I think everyone in the world has had that friend who is like the the like unresponsible cupid the irresponsible cupid that's like you like that says to like the the girl that's in a relationship already and it's like you should date him you should meet them and you're like and they get you just a little too excited that you should have never got that excited and those people are assholes they exist in all of our lives Mm -hmm. i it made me hate anna b it made me think that heather's delusional and it's like and and it made me feel badly for the women like i there's no bone in my body that was like like uh, I was watching with my girlfriend Jess and she was like these women are mean. I was like, yeah, they've been through a lot this season. Like this is like this is the most right. Yeah, that's how they're I the most too. right in this scenario. I was like they are mad. Obviously. They're what, mad. what did they the, the, the okay girl, come sit down. Let's get to know each other. Yeah. Are your parents <laughs> flying in tomorrow or the next day? Like, well, Demi, as, Demi um from the show. Yeah, I know, a, I saw those and I was like, Girl, you need to calm she down. She sent out a tweet and she goes she Well she goes, Heather Martin is someone I look up to. I want to be more like her. She doesn't talk bad about anyone. She's always happy and friendly and willing to be there for anyone. They should have used her as an ally since she's been through this before. Fuck every one of them. I'm no, sorry. No. No. Yeah. no. Heather has not been through this before. Yeah, she sure has. But she didn't even she got her first kiss on the show and then yeah. sent herself home. Like, bye. That's no. Uh, I'm I'd be pissed. I'm like, obviously, Heather is your friend. That's why you're saying that. I would say yeah. like I'm loyal too. I'll be like, oh my God, she's an amazing person. Uh, talking about my friend that like cheats on her boyfriend all the time and like is <laughs> is objectively not a good person. But I'm like, but she's like my bitch. So I'm going to like, that's Kay, the vibe. Kay, what was the beginning of that tweet again? It was just, um, it. it was her being like, Heather Martin is someone I look up to. I want to be more like her. She doesn't talk bad about anyone. Yeah, She's nobody always wants, happy and friendly. Nobody wants to be, fr- nobody who doesn't talk bad about anyone 
is a real person. That is a unformed person. You have no opinion on anybody, that means. That means you have zero opinion. That means you're not a fully grown human being to be able to show up on the show and just out of nowhere. Like, it's just... Yeah. It, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. There had to be a moment between Enterprise <laughs> and the Gates that she was like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> and again, well, we, we can all look at the producers and be like, hey, this is a producer play. But like, we have to live in the show at some point. Like, there's some point yeah. where someone gets to make their own decision. Well, in the end, Matt ends up sending her straight back to her fucking minivan. <laughs> That's still like it hasn't Doesn't even, even been offer a glass yet. of champagne. <laughs> She's like, "Can I get a, a, a square of cheese? I haven't eaten." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she came on to get bullied and sent home. Like it just yeah. immediately quarantine, mm-hmm. get bullied, get sent home. Car has not even been valeted yet. She is r- walking right back out there, and um, then we get to the rose ceremony, and we end up seeing uh, Chelsea and Serena C both go home, and I was, I was thinking. Uh, that I knew Serena C was going to go home, but I don't think I was ready for Chelsea, to be honest. Uh, when I, I saw that it was only that it was going down to hometowns, I had a feeling she was going to go because it yeah. was like the, they had to go. So, like someone had to go. Um, someone has to go. <laughs> so I feel like she definitely was the least connected to him, it seemed, out of those girls. Well, that's not true because I think Jasenia was probably the least connected to him. I was surprised he... Ca- I mean obviously ends up sending her home but yeah uh jesenia i'm surprised that he kept her for longer and serena was devastated which i didn't get i don't get that either i mean maybe they were like tight i guess i'm like did they just not show your your dates on camera yeah i don't know um but she gets uh serena p gets a one-on-one date Mm. and um I'm not gonna lie this was the most uncomfortable one-on-one date i have second one-on-one date Oh, her, right. This is her second one-on-one date. Right. Thank you. Um, and this was uncomfy. They do a whole, you know, they do the same exact type of like sexual yoga thing that they've done in past bachelor seasons where they're sitting on each other and like straddling each other. And she hates it. She was I mean, me on that date. If I had to go on miserable. that date, that would be me being like, what the fuck? Are, why are we having sex with cameras and someone else in the room telling us what to do? Yeah, right. I, 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 it's like a. This date is kind of where I fell off the Matt James bandwagon. He's a child. It. That's the thing. It's like, dude, how? Ha, you know, at what point does he become responsible for what this season kind of has turned into? Like, at what? You know, because, dude, you're on a date with a woman. She very much looks uncomfortable. At what point does he go, yeah, let's call this off. We'll, we'll do something else, right? Like, I mean, even mm-hmm. going back to Heather, like he goes, he looks at her, he goes, yeah, Heather, go go hang with the other girls while I make a decision. Matt, you you know what's been going on this season. Like you had to like referee bullying. You've been told at every turn, like the house is, 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 is a tough place to live. Everyone's a little bit, you know, everyone's heart is in this. And then he's like sending a woman in there who's never met everyone just as if it's going to be okay. And then he goes on this date. At no point in this date, does he go, uh, yeah, let's not. And when they go to the dinner, he's like, did you think I was going to, you were going to fall on me? Did you think I'd drop you? It's like, dude, she already told you she hated this date. She was like, well, he's still like wasn't I so strong on that date when <laughs> yeah, I was like, picking you up? He, I, he does not feel ready for a relationship to me. The whole no, time, I agree. everything he was doing last night, I was like, you're not, 
ready. It just doesn't feel right to me. I'm going to go the other side with this. I think that I didn't get the impression until Serena said something. I did not get the impression that she was uncomfortable. It could have been the editing or whatever, but I didn't. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. She's great at this. Super flexible. She's nailing all these moves. I would have been a hot fucking mess. And then they go into you know the end like after it and they're like having a drink and he was like what do you think of the date and she's like i fucking hated it and she and i do understand like not like i would have hated every second of that date as well but i do think there is a point where um I kind of I kind of wish her attitude would have been just like a little bit better about it. Like she did a cheers. She was like, cheers to never doing tantric yoga again. And like and he was just trying to I don't know. It just felt a little negative to me. I feel like I am similar to Serena in the way that she felt like feels about that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. So I think I like maybe understood it more from because like when she was like, "I, I hated it. And he was like. Oh my god, I loved it. I it was so much fun. I was like read the like just be like, "Oh my god, I oh my god, I'm so sorry." Like, why? Yeah, read, What's read wrong? The, yeah. Read His the room. Wasn't great. Yeah, read the room is definitely the phrase, Chris. I yeah. totally agree with that. Cuz then like, he like gets in uh, cross legs again and like flips around. Know, and he, and, and she's she like, like, "So like, we're doing it again?" She goes, "Please don't make me do it again." Yeah, and 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 it's like, you know, I I think it, this episode, you just saw a lot of moments where Matt was like, he's Mr. Fun Guy. We're going to like sometimes people lead a room and they don't think of the most awkward person in the room. They only yeah. think of they're having a good time. And so everybody should be having a good time. Like it doesn't feel like Matt has that sensor for the most uncomfortable person in the room, which like, you know, a lot of times I've, I've been in that position where I'm like, ugh, I like like I'm not jumping you like you know what i mean like you know when someone's like yeah, leading yeah, yeah. like whatever and you're like how do they not see that like half of us are just not into this you know like yeah i feel like he's very um not aware like self-aware especially which comes up later um in the group date too where i'm like yeah you just don't you're here for a good time is what it, it feels like to well, me well i i i I mean, we'll get to this later, but I, I do have this sense. It's interesting to me as like I'm I, I recently moved in with my girlfriend and it's like, you know, it doesn't matter how old a woman is. The train keeps moving like, you know, like these women are like, we're on date. You know, they meet them on date. whether you're on The Bachelor in this unreal reality or you're in real life like, hey, we're meeting my parents next week. I need to know what your plan is with yeah. a relationship. I don't care that it's been three weeks since we first met. I don't care that we've talked for 15 minutes. I'm yeah. doing a huge thing by introducing you to my parents. And I don't know if Matt really grasps the reality of that. When Matt and I hung out for the first time, or like not for the first time, I guess the second time, he brought his mother. <laughs> So, so I guess he yeah. like, maybe doesn't though, think like, about but, that. Exactly. But meeting a guy's parent, meeting a guy's parents is like not the same stakes as meeting a woman's parents. Yeah. Like, okay. like meeting my parents, like you know, as as far as like I I would assume, especially we talk about this on You Up podcast all the time, where it's like the social thing of being a single woman versus being a single man is just you know just different. Whether that's right or wrong, it is different. 
I think like people are just different too. Like you can tell yeah. Serena's like, I'm so stressed and I don't know why. That's how I would be. Like my parents have never met anybody. And like, it's, it's just, we're not like, like and, that. So, and now he's like, yeah, wrap your legs around me before you meet your parents. Like yeah. to see huh? if I'll meet your parents or not. And it's like, he's I like the type. Yeah. He's like the type that would make out in front of his mom without feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but you can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. So free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. And for just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value of $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up using the code Bachelor20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code Bachelor20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with the code Bachelor20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Well, we go into the group date, which I guess they like they're running out of budget because it's just a cocktail party. Yeah. Um, just, which was just a hangout. <laughs> just a hangout. Like, hey, this is a group date, but everybody put on your night stresses and we're just gonna stay in tonight. Like a night in. And um, you know, we end up uh this is when, you know, some girls really out their true feelings. Like Bree ends up telling Matt that she had to quit her job. Oh, I was like, mm-hmm. Bree, no, wrong move. Ooh, we all like know how I feel about intense. Brie. Yeah, I, I glazed over that for whatever reason, just because it was I I, I kept thinking, like, just like you said, like th- this date was just a dinner party where Matt was like, so if you have anything to say to me, say it now. And then it just kind of turned into Shark Tank for me. They were like all like selling their wear. Like that's when Brie was just like, so I just want to let you know, quit my job to be here. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. everyone kind of went and it went into their stories, you know? I thought it was interesting that she said a couple of days ago, I quit my job. So she must have like been allowed six weeks off maybe. And then if she stayed longer than that, had to to, leave her job. If that was the case, that's one of those scenarios where it's like, show up at his apartment. Like I, you know, when those people, when people show up like at their house, you're always like, do they need to do this? I would, that's one I would allow where you're like, Hey, I have a call with, you know, Google or, you know, I have this great job and I um, might have to leave if you're just like not looking to be serious about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was like, if she gets sent home, oh my God, I want it. If she got sent home, I wanted to name the episode Brie, we're hiring at Betches, but (laughs) she didn't get sent home. And then, you know, Abigail, uh she gives a really god bless her i know she gives a really good um limo interview and i just it's i i I do think it sucks um that she did not get a one-on-one date i'm so confused why she didn't Um, i know 
that reality Steve is saying different things, but I think Abigail is the bachelorette. Like the way she was speaking in that limo was what the bachelorette is always saying. Things like that, you know, where she was like, I just always feel like the girl that makes the guy decide to settle down with someone else. (laughs) I was like, that's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. I, I, I hoped I wouldn't be mad if she was the bachelorette. I kind of love that idea. I think, um, I think I wonder if she's a little too meek to be the bachelorette. Just, I don't know. She just seems kind of like, um, like if I wouldn't have had a one-on-one date with him and like, I would have been like, um, Hey, quick cue. Uh, (laughs) I would have made a, yeah, I did want more of that. I wanted her like coming out like Angela Bassett throwing a match. Like I wanted, uh, her to burn the fucking place down and be like, you want to know why I'm fucking upset? Because you went out with that other bitch twice before you even took me anywhere. But she Mm -hmm. was just like, things are just a little um, tough uh, around the house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you, Kay. I don't know if I want to watch a whole season. She might be not confident enough. That's fair. Yeah, I don't think think she has enough because we've seen the guys on these past seasons. Like, they're going to walk all over somebody who's not like going to demand that room and be like, Hey, this is how it's going to go. This is my show. You guys are here. Yeah. Like, I want you guys to be here, but like, I don't know if she has that. Um, it, it, it was surprising how surprised the other women were to see her go. They were just like, yeah. they were like, it, it was interesting that the, like the show became real for a lot of them when she went home. Like that was the first person that they were like, Oh, they actually talk, you know, like it kind of had that. Yeah. She got the vibe. first impression, Rose. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have a turn of events. And so Kit goes to Matt's house, which I'm t- in my mind. I was like drafting up a tweet. I'm like rule mm. number one. I was like, never show up <laughs> after hours. Never show up uh, like just because you think you want to, or just because you need to talk. Never do that because you will end up going home. Like, that's what ends up happening. And she ends up sending her cell phone. So I deleted the draft. And, yeah. <laughs> um, I know they're making it hard this year to like. And she draft sends her tweets. cell phone. And I actually was very surprised at that. I did not see her doing that. But she is 21. And I'm glad that she kind of had that realization because she even said in a conversation with him earlier, I'd rather not have kids until I'm like 25 or 26. Which and I'm I like, think is a lie. I think she wanted to say older and then like saw his face. I. I kind of liked her actually the most all season in Mm -hmm. this moment. Cause even when he was like, well, I like you here. And I'm like, no, he's going to send you home tomorrow. If you don't leave now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And she was like, yeah, but I'm steadfast in this or I'm unshaking in this. And I was like, she's pretty responsible for a 21 year old. I think I agree. That was, that's, I thought that was the most interesting part of the episode. I, I came down hard on Kit for like sending herself home. It just felt like Kit knew she had to have a moment. Like, like Kit was very much aware of how this whole thing goes. She was on camera, you know, a good amount. She was always in the mix of all the conversations. But it was interesting, you know, when she mentioned timeline to Matt James, I don't think he's ever thought of a timeline. Like, yeah. I, like I, I, I mean, she, a college junior, has more of a life timeline than Matt James has right now. And I think I think Matt James, she saw that look in his eye, like her saying, I want to have babies at 25. Like, who knows what's going to happen in her life? I mean, like she also has the financial ability to, you know, just 
sit yeah. down and have kids immediately, like when she gets out of college. So, you know, she's going to have a nurse. She's going to have a babysitter. She's going to have all the help in the world because that's how her life has been, which is fine. Good for her. But she looked into his eyes and she's like, yeah, I want to travel. I want to finish school. I want to do these things. And like, it kind of felt like he looked back at her and was just like, yeah, I got a couple dude trips planned later. Like, I don't know. Yeah, San Diego. <laughs> yeah, like, like we're going to Aspen again once this is over. Like, you know, like I, it didn't. I think Kit. You can saw probably stay on it, my buddy's futon. <laughs> yeah, it, it it felt like Kit was like, oh, I have more of a plan than this guy does. Even when she went in, he was looking at her with a face of like. Yeah, like, oh, she's here to make out. Like, even, I'm like, read the room. She's obviously yeah. here to send her fucking self home. And his face is just like, yeah, like, smiling <laughs> and, like, shaking his head slightly. It was Again, just, it, it was definitely like, I'm having a good time. Let's just have a good time after that. And it's like, I've learned this just in my relationships. Nobody's, nobody's here to have a good time. Everyone's here to hear, what's the deal? Yeah. And especially Kit, New York City girl. She's sitting there. She's got probably older friends that are already married at this point. Like, it, all of us know those New York City people. They grow up fast. It is not. Mm -hmm. And like, she grew up with a famous fan. This girl is not used to being told no to anything. So mm -hmm. I think she just says what she wants, and usually she gets it. Um, yeah. But I, I think more power to her in this case. Yeah, I walked up. I, I, I came down hard on her last night. Because it, I did think it was like a little bit like her producing this show on her own. I don't like I don't like when anyone sends themselves home this late. Like you've taken up a spot from someone who genuinely wanted to be there, or mm -hmm. you know might even need to be there. And it's like you know, but also she did make them have the most revealing conversation with him that anyone's had this season to me. Finally, yeah. um. Well, let's move on to uh, Jasenia's one on one, which. Uh, if a guy took me into a car, like <laughs> doing donuts date, I'd be I like, know. this that's guy just wants to like fist bump me and send my ass home. That's, like, I tweeted, I was like, I'm sure Jacenia was like, oh, uh, well, Serena told me that on her second date, you took her to tantric yoga. But yeah, yeah, let's get in separate cars and um, <laughs> drive around. On, well, she had to helmet. change her whole. She had to change her whole outfit because I saw her walk up to the car and she was so cute. She had these like um, jeans on and these black heeled booties and like her turtleneck. And then all of a sudden they get to the car thing and now she's in like white jeans and Chuck Taylor. It's the same thing he did to Katie. He was like, what's like a not awkward date where we can spend the day together? That's not going to be too intimate so that I can still break up with her later. And Chris, one thing that you said that uh, is that she just she's trying too hard. It, it, it was she sad. wants it too it was much, to and it's just not. I've been that girl. Yeah, same. And it's just not, and it's not. Um, it just wasn't there, and I think she was trying to force it. And I feel really bad because then they get to the dinner, and and he's in uh, his, a hoodie and sweatpants, mind you. Can right. we just point yeah. that out? <laughs> Question mark. Uh, like he, like, he was getting home like before Seamless closed his favorite restaurant. Like he's like, girl, I gotta get home. Like Mike's Pizza closes at ten. They stop delivery. Like <laughs> he did not care. So and the and I knew right off the bat the second they sat down and he um there was like a half a second of silence where they kind of just looked at each other. I go, she's going home. Mm -hmm. Like that was like <laughs> they have nothing to talk about. Like 
all I needed was that one second of silence with them just looking at each other. I was like, there's no way this is going to last. And well, she took it, it really it, well. It, it made me annoyed that she's like, I'm falling in love with you. Like, Ugh. yeah, why are you doing like you are you do you even know like you like are you I understand no. that you're on the show and you can get like intoxicated by like love on that show. But like at what point do, do we have our own thoughts like like I, again to go back to Kit, like it was kind of nice to see someone be like, hey, I got this plan. I'm looking to do this. And like Jesenia was just like, so I love you. Yeah. Please tell me how to live the rest of my life. And it's like, okay, I can't. Jesenia does seem like the girl that would be like, oh, I'll stay in your buddy's futon in Aspen. That's fine. <laughs> I don't like, mind. Yeah, yeah. It felt, remember like those uh, tweet memes that everyone used to do that was like, my brain, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't yeah. say it. That's exactly the moment. Yes. Where she was like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. I'm falling in love with you. Like my last ditch effort. Uh, and was, he's like, "Ooh, because yeah. I actually need you to go yeah. home." <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wave this flower in your face for about an hour <laughs> while I tell you you're going home. Does he yeah, have the, to do that? Is why that, does he have to pick they up must the have flower, to, right? And hold it, and th- they must have to. It doesn't that's make any sense. Of, otherwise, that's one of those things that if I was in that position, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna do that." Like, I, I, you would have to think like. So, hey, pick up the flower before you send her home. Why? Why would I? Like, she looked like she, her head was following that flower. Just like, just that rose. Just like, uh, is it coming over here? Like, she was going to eat it. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that wasn't poor it. Girl. Well, she goes home and uh, we finally get to another rose ceremony where we have to eliminate. We eliminated Piper. He sent Piper mm. home, which Were I kind so of. so mad? I thought I thought of you when I saw her go. I was so (laughs) mad because especially but do you know how I knew she was leaving was because she was for sure that dress she had on was her best dress. Like there's no way that that wasn't her like that was her engagement dress. And I think she knew and she was like, well, I got to fucking wear this before (laughs) I go home. And I I knew (laughs) she was leaving because she had that dress on. And I was I was uh I was surprised at her reaction. I felt I, bad. Those felt like real tears in the car. Those were real oh, tears. Yeah. And, but it also, when she was, she, first of all, like she gets into the limo and completely just bypasses him. I yeah. mean, doesn't acknowledge him. She gets in the limo. It was very much like a Hannah Ann and Pete after they break up situation. Mm. And, um, and she was talking in the limo and saying all this stuff, but, the stuff that she was saying felt like she just lost, not that she got her heart broken. Like she lost the game. She didn't win. Not yeah. that it didn't feel like genuine. It like, genuine. It felt like someone who thought they embarrassed themselves. Yeah. Like it yeah. felt like she was like, I, I was emotional. I was outside of myself in public. Like, I think a lot of people like, and she kind of speaks for a certain segment of people that go on the show where they're like, this is the first time I've ever said how I feel in public. And now I'm doing it on TV. Like, wasn't she the one that was like, we don't say I love you and my family. And it's like, Mm -hmm. she revealed a lot of things. And she's like, I think you have that moment where you're getting sent home. You're like, I revealed all that for what? Yeah. For what? And that's what I, it did feel like she was angry about that. Yeah. I just kept thinking like, God bless the next guy that she dates because like, (laughs) it's going to be rough. (laughs) 
It's going to be rough. Well, we end up, uh, we have our hometown girls now after cutting half of the fucking cast last night. <laughs> we have Brie, Michelle, Rachel, and Serena P going to hometowns, which I feel like this is a, this is a good list. Like I could have, I think this was, um, I definitely had Brie on my top three. Um, I loved Michelle this whole time. I- I'm surprised about Rachel and Serena P because I don't know anything about Rachel still, except for this <laughs> antebellum party. Yeah, and, really. Um, and the only thing, and I don't, and I just don't see the relationship between Serena P and Matt. But, Serena just doesn't seem that into him. I feel like. Yeah, like I think. Yeah. If, uh, they show like for next week. Yeah. They show the hometowns, and it's like her friend or sister or someone because they're at her house, and she's like, "I just don't feel like you're like giddy at all." And that is how she's like, I'm so stressed and I don't know why she kind of has eyes of someone that's like, get me out of here. I don't know. I felt like I thought she was going to send herself home when they were talking on the second half of the date. Me too. All right, let's get into our weekly categories. Um, Let's start off with some would you rathers. Chris, you want to go first? Uh, okay, would you guys rather break up with Abigail or break up with Heather? Both seem Heather. <laughs> <laughs> easy. Yeah. Heather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I Heather, like- Heather too. I did like feel a little tinge of sadness for both of them because Heather seemed like <laughs> this is so fucked up. But when they were, she was getting in the car. I could see in her eyes she was like, "Kiss me!" Like I've waited since Colton's one kiss for this. <laughs> Please yeah. kiss me. So I was like, felt a little bad for her right at the end there. I mean, when she was getting into her minivan, into the driver's seat of her minivan. <laughs> oh my her god, she had to drive herself too. That's oh <laughs> all fucked up. Uh, okay, um, would you guys rather take a road trip with Heather or a yoga class with Serena P? <laughs> Yoga with Serena P because we're on the same fucking wavelength. Yeah, yoga with Serena P just because like, yeah, we would like make fun of it the whole time. Like she did seem like oh, on yeah. board for like this sucks. I'd rather hang with the this sucks person than the everything is great person. Yes, that is that <laughs> is. um yeah, write that on my tombstone. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, I yeah, it is. It just. What would you say, Kay? Yeah, I would definitely. I think I would. I would do this. I would do the yoga class during a pee. I, th- I agree with you. I think I would rather be around the negative person than the positive person. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what like, that says about me, but. but- but like again, like to go back to that date, like I respected Serena P for just speaking up. Like, yeah, you know, like hey, I'm gonna get to date you. You have to know that I'm not just gonna like. I'm, she said slow to uh, slow to lust. Like that's your standard. I totally appreciate that. Like not everyone goes on the, you know, like a lot has been made about how hot Matt James is, and it's like not everyone's gonna go on that and just fucking treat you know koala bear you you know like yeah. it's not gonna I'm, like, I'm, I'm totally the person that's like yeah break me in half but then when it comes down I'm like whoa 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 we have to go on like 16 <laughs> dates first I was just texting blow yeah. my back out <laughs> <laughs> after meeting the appropriate cousin yeah <laughs> um, I, 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 I had a, a, would, a would you rather um, would you rather Show up. Okay, so it's this is a tough one. I wrote it down. Okay. 
Would you rather show up to meet someone that you knew everyone of everything about and they had no idea you were coming to date them? Like the, the position. Would you rather be in the position of Heather showing up to meet Matt, him having no idea, or be in Matt's position where someone shows up to date you? Oh. Mm. Um, so so basically it's the, yeah. it's the one-way blind date. Matt was on a blind date. Heather was on a one-way blind date. Would you rather the person not know you're coming or know that you're coming to meet them? Like, I think I'd to, rather be the person that did not know because knowing that... Like if I know and then I show up and then I get sent away, that can't be good for your ego. So I think yeah, I'm the gonna stakes go. are the stakes are higher. I think on Heather's end than on Matt's end. It's like because Matt was like, "Bye, <laughs> yeah, yeah laughing like, <laughs> with the girls five seconds later." Yeah, it's but it also you have to think about he is friend. He kept bringing up Hannah B. I'm friends with Hannah B. I trust her judgment. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But. Yeah, he probably like texted Hannah and was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like fuck you, man. Like I'm trying to finish the show. (laughs) Well, the the other part about from Hannah from Heather's side, it's like you have to be like, you have to be okay with like committing a little bit sooner. You're the one that made this all happen. Like that's kind of why I'm like always the the the, I'm like kind of leaning into the Heather's delusional thing. It's like, no, you're there for we're in a relationship very quickly. Yeah. Um, okay, let's jump to uh, who did you guys think the villain of the week was? I said Matt. Yeah, because I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Chris. I that. don't think there was any like girls that were being villainous um, this week. And to be honest, he kept doing things that I really didn't like. So it's villainous to not take this seriously right now. And I'm not, yeah. I, I, and I don't, I guess that sounds like I don't think Matt's taking this seriously. I think he's taking this as seriously as he knows how to. But I, I again, he said his longest relationship is four months. I don't think, right now on the show, show time is different than real time. They are, they're eight to 10 months into a real relationship, all of them. And I don't know if he knows the stakes of that. So I think yeah. it makes him seem a little bit villainous. The most excited I've seen him thus far is with Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to um I feel like I'm the villain when I'm saying this, but I really was put off by how negative Serena P was. Oh I'm, my I god, know that's like, hey, uh, I know I'm like on that's it. awful. I, but I I totally understand not not liking the date and I totally understand her being like, Yeah, I hated this, like that sucked but the fact that it just kept going and like the cheers afterwards and then like bringing it up i don't know it just felt like so so negative around it i i've been i i I know what you mean like i i do understand the idea like i've i remember like i've i've set up like trips with like uh women i've dated and, and like they'll be looking at the weather ahead of time and they're like see that it's raining and i'm like well i planned this whole trip like we'll figure it out we're gonna be there together and they're like yeah, but the rain, and you're like, I'm not yeah. gone. Like, I can't, you know, like, I don't know what you think I can do. So there is an element of, like, you know, mm-hmm. Matt didn't Matt didn't hire the tantric yoga woman. Like, there are, yeah, he's on the it's show, not too. his. She was blaming it on him. I think I'm, like, mad at him for not being able to read people. I, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm I with agree you. with I agree yeah. with you on that part for sure. I just was, like, um, I didn't. I know I, I sound like the villain, but I didn't no, there's love two, the but there's two different negativity. Things. There's two different things. There's reading people and also like blaming him for like 
something he doesn't really have control over. Like yeah. there's two things going on at once. Okay. Um, what do we have? Let's do paradise picks. We're getting down to it now. So I feel like we can um, really lean into these. I have, um, I think Chelsea and Jasenia and Kit would be great paradise editions. Uh, I agree. I have Jasenia as well. Um, and I have Heather and Kit. And I feel like Heather, remember like oh, Annalise? <laughs> remember Annalise? Yeah. Afraid of like everything. That's kind of the vibe. That is that is Heather like, vibes. You're not wrong. They're gonna bring Heather, and they'll bring her back for Paradise again, and then you know, embarrass her again. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, poor, I, stop answering the phone when they call. I think Serena C is gonna be great on Paradise. She's got like, oh yeah, she, she's got personality. She's like, you know, there to like opinions. start some stuff, opinions, like. To me, Jasenia, I, I don't really have any connection to her at all. I, I didn't really feel like I don't think she's going to like to me. Every conversation with Jasenia felt like an interview with a recent college graduate. Like, yeah, felt very much rehearsed, very much like, I, of course, I know Excel and I yeah. graduated with a three point two. It's like, yeah, I didn't really get like I need a little bit of I need a little bit of sauce on my people. Jasenia right. is what uh, we call in the drag world a filler queen in that no. someone has to go home first. <laughs> so it's like... Oh, yeah. You gotta this, like add somebody. Like filler means like they fill up the space because yeah. <laughs> like the stars have to be surrounded by other people. And uh-huh. I hate to say that, but that is kind of the curse. Wow. You're not... That resonated. Um, <laughs> um okay so what about the cringe harrison award who who got your cringe harrison award guys i'll go first since we're, we're just talking about it i think the whole date yeah. with Jasenia, i was cringing so i'm just gonna go with that poor thing mm. yeah uh Jasenia, i i i just like i actually no. the sorry the kiss matt <laughs> went for with with <gasps> um with serena, serena p, p. He, she's already uncomfortable. <laughs> she, why? It, it was so interesting because this whole thing about Matt opening his eyes during kissing, uh, Serena P opens her eyes real wide to like be like, hey, this is awkward, right? And he takes that as eyes open. It's kissing time. And she's like, nope, nope, nope. She, he's b- b- moving in. She's backing away. She's also kind of straddling him during this tantric pose. There's a woman high on ayahuasca just watching. The whole thing was so, like, I was watching, like, legitimately going, uh, uh, uh. like, my Jess was next to me just going, why, why? stop stop like it was uh, so bad the that was an abort mission kind of a moment and oh. it's kissing time is sending me <laughs> oh also on their date serena p they had a shot of matt's hand coming on i saw serena it P's oh my hand. god after it she said the, my hands are so sweaty yes she does not like him it, it doesn't there's not a vibe there and i think matt has totally misread it i think matt does like Serena P is gorgeous. Like I like like, and I think he is like like to me again. This is Matt going hot woman. I like hot woman. She <laughs> like me. You know, like it doesn't feel like he understands that there's like 
a puzzle piece to connect here. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, let's smash these pieces together. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Their whole date. Just it was bad. Um, my cringe Harrison was Heather getting bullied just to be sent home again. That <laughs> that Oof. to me um, was yeah. He just like sent her like like Heather was like a raw steak, and he sent her back into that the lion's den thing. with the girls. Like, hey, let me just think about it for a second. And it that makes was you wonder if the editors were like, do you should we even include this storyline? Like, should we just edit right. all of this it out? It didn't make sense. Like, why? All right. Well, who's going to get your guys' rose? I said Abigail, but honestly, I, I would probably walk away. Like, I don't know, maybe Brie. Brie's my favorite. I'm going with Brie. I love Brie. Brie is like, I I look at her and I'm like, like I'm just like, oh my God. You right? Are, like, like, at that rose like ceremony a, too? Mm. With her hair. The, 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 the she's hottest like a pa- girl ever. She's like a painting. But like we haven't really even met her yet. Like I, no. I really don't feel like I know any, like Michelle's date, I was like, okay, I feel like I know them as a couple. Like I kind of get it. But I don't know her. And then like, you know, Brie leaves her job and like we know about her mom being very young and it's like, and, and her story a little bit, but it just doesn't feel like I see them as a couple, really. I don't. I don't know. I um, Brie to me feels like you know when you like <laughs> meet someone and you're like, oh, this girl's kind of like a bitch, and but like you're intrigued, and then they become like your really close friend, and you're like, when we first met, I thought you were a bitch. That's what I feel about Brie. I'm, I have like mm-hmm. a friend crush on her. Mm. A, fr- a friend crush <laughs> on her. Yeah, I said Abigail. Um, I don't know. I felt bad that she went home and uh, didn't get the one-on-one, didn't get a one-on-one date. I really hated that. She didn't even get a chance. So Abigail got my rose this week. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Wow. This episode today was thrilling. <laughs> Starting <laughs> off with Chris Harrison and ending with um, Heather going home again. So uh, <laughs> until next week, uh, make sure you guys are rating, reviewing and subscribing wherever you're listening, following us on Instagram at The Bachelor and on Twitter at Bachelor Pod. You guys can also follow me at K York City anywhere. And me at Pat Carey Bradshaw. And I'm at Jared Freed. This was a lot of fun. So many. I mean, like every week, The Bachelor world just gets like more and more like discussable and toxic (laughs) and just so much stuff going on. It's crazy. All right. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Betches.